0: James chapter 3 verse 7 to 9 says for every species of beasts and birds of every reptile and sea creatures is tamed and has been tamed by the human race but no one can tame the human tongue it is a restless evil undisciplined unstable full of deadly poison with it we bless our Lord and Father and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. These things, my brothers, should not be this way, for we have moral obligation to speak in the manner that reflects our fear for God and profound respect for his precepts. Hi, my name is Pastor Minan Masaka and it's been a while since I did a podcast and I am glad that we could come through again um, in continuing a journey. But before we continue with our exposition journey, I felt we need to first refresh with something that is of a spiritual discipline for every believer out there how christians must communicate how christians must communicate i'm going to be covering two segments today on how christians must communicate first we're going to talk about the human aspect of communication which is speech to fellow humans and we are going to talk we're going to talk about how to talk to god and what does the bible say about prayer all right so these are the two segments that i'm going to be handling today by the grace of God. So do stay tuned and let's get started. Hi everybody, my name is Pastor Ponda Masaka and I want us to go ahead and pray before we can go into the two segments that I talked about earlier in the introduction. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you because your love and your mercies endure forever. It is in this moment that I ask that I may decrease so that you may increase and that you may teach us that which you want us to know about communication. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Speaking is one of the most important things people do right? I mean with words We are able to promise we can inform we can direct we can comfort we are able to persuade and we are able to correct Without words expressing love and hate is practically impossible Through speech we display our love. We show our desires We picture our hopes and even voice our worries through words People hear what they believe is most important. I mean, some words of talking come easy. Condemning, tearing down, accusing, and criticizing these things are natural. It is natural for us to know what people feel is right and how. It is natural to point out flaws. It is natural to remind people that they have flaws, that they sin, that they are sinners. But we see two things here. The gospel is unnatural, contrary to our normal ways of speaking. In this life, people expect justice, right? Evil deserves to be punished. But through the gospel, we forgive sinners. And this, my friends, is an unnatural act. The gospel is a word of what? Of mercy. It is hope for those without hope. It is life to those who deserve death. It is a foolish message about Jesus dying on a cross for the sins of others so that sinners could be more counted as righteous in God's sight through faith alone according to the non-believer. The gospel, secondly, gives eternal life to the unworthy not only does it have an unnatural way of speaking it also gives eternal life to the unworthy like you and I the gospel declares that God justifies the wicked that he turns rebels into children the worst kind of people like murderers like rapists And adulterers, according to the world's eyes, will be in heaven because Christ died for them. This is mercy. Because when they hear the message of the gospel, they're able to be convicted by the Holy Spirit and turn from rebels into children. Now, speaking the gospel is a uniquely Christian way of talking, right? Speaking the gospel is at the core, actually, of what it means to be a Christian. When we go to Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 to 16, we see the Bible saying through Paul, Put on them as God chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so that you must forgive. You see, it takes daily reading, it takes daily thinking, it takes daily memorizing It takes daily singing and disciplined speaking to become good at speaking the gospel. But I want us to now go into our second segment real quick to see how Christians must talk to God because you see, this is the ingredient needed for what is going to conform you into Christ-likeness, which in turn will help you communicate better to believers and non-believers as well. It is talking to God that makes you conform to the image of God, right? It's you being able to communicate with the creator, the one that is love, that you will be able to express love to other people and talk the way that you are supposed to talk as a Christian. So, what does the Bible say about prayer? How do we talk to God? That's where I'm going to uh, start from in regarding to this second segment. Human beings are relational, right? And we can see that it is evident from Genesis 1 verse 27. God created us in his image, right? And our Father in heaven desires a personal relationship with us. As we can see in John chapter 3 verse 16. As we go further, you will understand how, why we are created to be how we are, is very vital to our existing in this world in the way that we are going to emulate and imitate Christ Jesus our Lord. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, right? The all-transcending, the omnipotently sovereign God, according to Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9, is incredibly personal. Right? If we ask anything according to his way, he hears us. He actually hears us when we approach him with confidence in him. Not in our own. I love that. We'll look at that later on, but I just felt I should emphasize on that. You see, God is aware. God is present. God is compassionately involved in every detail of who we are. God does not require us to grow into a different version of ourselves in order to gain access to him. He is here now. He hears us when we speak, especially when we speak to him. He is faithful and he faithfully holds true to his promise to be close to the brokenhearted and to love us unfailingly, according to 2 Peter 3 verse 9. We should know that God's desires is for our communication with him to be strengthened. The biggest stretch of our faith is perhaps the inaudible moving of our God. His inaudible moving. Present day people today would claim to hear from God via dreams. He probably is not going to light a bush on fire Uh, in front of front yards to get our attention as he did through Moses in the burning bush. But because of Jesus, his presence is no less tangible. How do we ignite conversation with our almighty God? It is through prayer, right? It is through prayer. Because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, we can talk to God and he back to us. He talks to us. Yes, God talks to us. And prayer teaches us how to do that. Now, let's answer the question. Is talking to God the same as praying? Uh, Is talking to God the same as praying? Is it the same thing? You see, prayer runs alongside worship in regard to the different ways in which we express our faith carefully memorized prayer repeated religiously, journaled thoughts, silent sacrament moments with God, and hearts poured out through song all grab God's attention. That's what I want you to know. There is no such thing as God cannot hear a religious prayer. God cannot hear my journaled thoughts. God cannot see my silent sacred moment with him. He cannot hear my heart's poured out through soul because he is attentive to these things. Our Father's focus is on the content, underline that word, of the conversation more than the delivery. I have noticed something um, interesting about our churches in Africa. The zeal of the preacher is astounding. It's amazing. You cannot but help hear him preach. Um, The content though is something that is very challenging um, and very hard to listen to because when content doesn't really make sense or when content doesn't really add up or oh, when content just it just doesn't add value, it becomes very difficult to hear even the most zealous preacher preach the way they preach. Why? Because for any form of speech, content of that speech carries weight more than the delivery itself. You see, the invisible presence of our all-present God fuels the radical part of our truth talking to him in the car, talking to him when you're out for a run, talking to him in church, or maybe even Bible study, you know, where you fill your heads with bowed knowledge about him. We can talk to God anywhere. We can talk to God anytime. You see, in the real view and the raw life moments that leave us speechless, the gift of salvation flexes its most important muscle, the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 26 to 27 tells us in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Now, understand this. What is prayer? What is prayer? Prayer is the means of communicating to God. It is you communicating with God. Now, not that I didn't say it's you talking to God. I said it is you communicating with, 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 not to, with. In theology, every word counts, right? So let's distinguish between a to and a with. When I'm talking to someone... I am doing the talking alone. When I am talking with someone, I am talking to that person with an expectation of a response from that person. We are both sharing in conversation. One doing the listening at one point, the other doing the talking, while another at another point, the one that was doing the talking begins to listen and the other one begins to talk. That is communication. Relaying information on both angles. When we are saying prayer is communication with God, it means that in prayer, God also desires to speak to our hearts. So, it is the same as praying, but it is not just talking to God. That is prayer. It is part of prayer. Talking to God is part of prayer. Nevertheless, there is more that happens. Let's answer our second question here. What does the Bible say about speaking to God? Because that is our authority as Christians, that is our guide as Christians. Scripture is riddled with scriptures and verses about prayer and verses instructing us how to pray. Jesus himself gave us the greatest lesson on prayer in Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. A prayer that we have prayed in the English language for 100 years. Actually, 500 years to be precise. Listen to this. Pray like this. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, how be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In an article on DesiringGod.org, John Piper stated and I quote, Jesus is teaching us how to pray to our Father, not to God in general but to God as our father. In his study of this prayerful verses in scripture, Piper further explained the definition of hallowed. Listen to this. And I quote, We regard him as holy. We see him as holy. We sense him as holy. Stand in awe of him as holy. Now, What Piper is saying here is also reminding us that it is essential to feel reverence towards God beyond regarding it as fact. He explained and I quote, the devil sees it. The demon said to Jesus I know who you are, the Holy One of God. End quote. Look at that. You see many believers, many biblical heroes prayed God's will over their own. And Jesus faced the cross. And as he faced the cross, he prayed for God to take it away. But then sealed his heart's intention with, but your will be done. Furthermore, we see the book of Proverbs written by the greatest and wise king, Solomon, saying the root of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. What am I saying? Authentic prayer begins with a heart reverently devoted to God. I'm going to repeat myself. Authentic prayer begins with a heart reverently devoted to God. You see, the Holy Spirit searches our hearts and knows its intentions and motives, regularly watering our hearts in God's word, which fosters genuine prayer. So, when we submit our lives into his sovereign hands, we can confidently then pray, your will be done, just like Jesus taught. Now, I want us to furthermore go into three ways to communicate with God. Right? Um, and I want you to pay attention to this one because these are not really common and we don't normally hear from this. As I was doing my research, I came across this and I feel it's very helpful. Three ways to communicate with God. The first way that you can communicate with God is talking to God through prayer. Now, you are talking to God. To God. The communication system has begun, right? Now, talking. The talking aspect the talking aspect. There are many methods and many acronyms to help us um, and and guide us in how to pray. One of the most popular acronym is ACTS. ACTS. I I taught on this once and um, it's a very very effective way to remember how to pray. ACTS is an acronym A-C-T-S This is what it stands for. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Now this is the part in prayer that you do. Talking. You talk through adoration, through confession, through thanksgiving and with supplication. Adoration sets our hearts right, which is giving praise to God for who he is. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Confession expresses what Christ accomplished. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of them and to do what? To cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That can only be a result of what Christ accomplished on the cross because through salvation our confessed sins are forgiven. Right? Okay. Now Thanksgiving. What does it do? Thanksgiving moves our hearts towards a state of Gratefulness. When you give thanks to God it is because you have come to understand how much God has played a very big part in your life in ensuring that you don't get to things that you deserve. Like first of all you deserve eternal death. You will never get there because you are saved, right? That is God's grace. When you think about how you will never spend eternity in hell, you will definitely want to give thanks to God. When you think about the little, seemingly little, things that God does for you on a daily basis, you will give thanks. The psalmist would remind us to count our blessings to see if we can be able to count them in its numbers, right? And that challenges us to be full of gratitude for all that God does for us. You see, as we grow with Christ, even our trials begin to make it onto this list. But then, even in those trials, the Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter 5, That we ought to give thanks in everything. Then finally, supplication represents our prayer requests for help, for healing, for blessing and beyond. Supplication is you making requests before God. Paul reminded the church in Philippians chapter 4 on how they shouldn't be anxious but with everything through prayer and supplication they must make their requests known to God because God is the one that answers our requests according to his will, right? So, that's the first way we can communicate to God. You can use the acronym ACTS, the one that I use, adoration, confession, thanksgiving and supplication in your speech to God through prayer. The second thing or the second way to communicate with God is by talking to God through journaling. Uh, Acts can also be helpful when journaling to God, right? Adoration, confession, and thanksgiving, and supplication. You simply create a space dedicated to having quiet times with God, right? I myself use this method of prayer because without an intent to stay focused, my mind drifts away into to-do lists for the day. In fact, here's what I do. As I walk, I often do this journaling while I'm walking. I'm on my phone. I use my notes app where I put all my thoughts. I've got about, I don't know, they've now they've now reached to a thousand thoughts on my on my notes app on my iPhone. So I get that and begin to jot down things that pop up to distract me. And I write them down and then put them aside to return my focus to prayer while I'm walking, right? So, even as couples, if you are a married couple, you could also use this method of prayer. You can do couple prayer journaling with daily devotional readings of scripture to complete the conversation, right? God words will pop up applicably to address your prayer concerns, sometimes immediately, others over time. Now... These breakthrough moments are the incredible miracles that cement our faith and cause us to crave more time with Him. It is beautiful to spend time with God. I told you, I often do this by walking. I can walk kilometers after kilometers talking uh, to God in this way. Very helpful. The third way we can communicate with God is talking to God in spontaneous prayer, talking to God in spontaneous prayer. A very wise lady called Megan here wisely addressed spontaneous prayer in her article uh, which I quote from why spontaneous prayer and planned prayer are both important. She says, and I quote, we need spontaneous prayer because we are dependent every moment on the Lord and we are together dependent on Him. Praying about something right in the moment reminds us of that very dependence, right? As she has put it, scripture also encourages in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 to pray about everything. This is where spontaneous comes from. Now, though it is important to devote a part of your day to the Lord in prayer, We are also wise to carry our conversation with him all through about the day. Whenever you can have a moment, just pop in and say, hey God, I'm here and I've come to pray. Just pray about spontaneous things. I do this all the time. I can be walking, I can be doing something and I just have a thought and a quick prayer request pops up and I pray about that. It You don't have to make it a system and then it's restricted to that, right? Of course, like I said, you can allot a day or a time each day that you can pray. But then don't shy away from this kind of prayer. Because at a moment, it might be an emergency. God places something on your heart and then he needs that thing addressed. He wants that thing addressed. Now, let's answer this question. Can God speak to my dreams? Can God, the God, (laughs) speak to my dreams? Oh, do I know about this. Acts chapter 2 verse 17 says, In the last days God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. Yes, God can speak to us in our dreams. He can do anything. He is our creator, he is our father, and our omnipotent and sovereign God. We know it is possible because of firsthand accounts shared over time and biblical stories that reflect the power of God's movement in our dreams. Actually, he protected Jesus from death after birth through a dream. Matthew chapter 2 verse 13 says, "When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream get up he said take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt stay there until I tell you for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him see God's ways are higher and his timing is perfect Job reminds us in Job chapter 33 verse 14 to 18 the dreams are simply night visions and night or day visions are one way God speaks to us. For God does not speak now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings, to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing with their sword. So, can God speak to your dreams? Of course, he can. That's in form of communication that God can use. Now, how does one hear from God? And how does one listen to God? We've talked about the element of communication of speech. Now, I want us to talk about the element of communication of listening, hearing and listening. Does God speak to us directly And my answer to that is going to be yes. You see, if we are willing to humble to listen, um, to be humble enough to listen, we will hear directly from God. I don't believe God stopped speaking. That's not my view. As you know, I'm not a cessationist. I am a continuist, right? We may not experience the audible voice of God sometimes or even experience a message delivered during a dream. But... God is always evident in creation, in his word. He answers prayers and and he can make you experience miracles. That's God. Now, how does he speak to us? God speaks to us through our lives. To hear God, people of God, you must be tuned into the right frequency and the proper state of your heart. What do I mean? Your hearts become hallowed before the Lord. As you seek Him daily, how? In His Word. How does God's Word speak to us? You ask. God's Word is alive and active, as we know from Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. Very popular scripture. The Holy Spirit translates our prayers to God and reveals our breakthroughs via God's Word. Via creation and Via character So when we strain to see beyond our way And how we feel God should answer our prayers We become open to his good Perfect and just will According to Romans chapter 12 verse 2 right? We begin to trust him to defend us To guide us And to love us because of who he is I hope that is clear Now how can we discern God's voice? How? The Bible says, we will find him when we seek him with all of our hearts. You see, the prophet Jeremiah, who wrote that verse in chapter 29, verse 13, reached out to a people far from God and ran further. He wept for his people, he begged them to listen, but they turned away from his warning god's Word and towards their consequential destruction, you see when we seek God in His Word, we start to yearn for more than what we hear or what we really want to hear that is we turn our hearts from that. The Bible would warn us to be careful, especially for us as preachers, in second Timothy chapter four, verse three for such people who yearn for more than what they want to hear. Who who yearn for less than what they they need to hear. Let me say that. Um, People who want things that will itch their ears, make their ears feel good. We need to be careful in that because mostly when God speaks to us and when we hear from him, when we hear from God, it will never contradict let me not say mostly, always, it will never contradict to his own very word of revelation, which is the Bible. When he is ministering to your heart, it will be something that will likely conform you to his image. He is drawing you closer to himself. More than anything, God speaks to you so that you conform to him. Now, I can give you six verses about talking to God and hearing from God. There is uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, which says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Job 22, verse 27 tells us you will pray to him and he will hear you and you will fulfill your vows. Mark chapter 11, verse 24 says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received and it will be yours. In Psalm 17, verse 6, we are told, I call on you, my God, for you will answer me, turn your ear to me, and hear my prayer. Psalm 102, verse 17 says, He will respond to the prayer of the destitute, He will not despise their plea. And finally, Jeremiah 29 verse 12. Then you will come and pray to me and I will listen. So what is my conclusion for this podcast? Prayer is a gift. We no longer have to go through religious motions to have an audience with the one true God. Jesus' obedience to God's will in dying on the cross forever cemented our opportunity to have a personal relationship with God through the acceptance of him. Possibly you wish to know more about who he is and want to experience prayerful conversations with God through his creation, through his miracles, and through his word. Understand this, You can only know how to communicate with any other person on earth when you have understood how God would want you to communicate with him first. Thank you for joining me. See you in the next podcast.